What's going on, guys? This is Greg Ferris, the owner, founder, whatever you want to call me, of Myobrain. And today I have McKay with me. Uh, we discussed last time you tried to do this podcast that I've been saying her name wrong for several months. So I'm glad that I finally got it right. And I'm about 50-50 on saying it right in my everyday life now. Uh, so Yeah, I haven't heard it today, so we're that, good. That's true, All yeah. Right. It just takes me a second to, to get it right. But um, unique name, so I can't be faulted too much. But yes, McKay started coaching with us, I believe, in December, January, mm -hmm. that sort of time frame. She did a mentorship program with me um, sometime in, in 2018. It was really just meant for her to learn more about nutrition and, and how I do things with myobrain. And then it didn't really have like a time frame to end. She's just trying to learn things from me. And around the same time, maybe she was five, six months in, I decided I wanted to kind of grow my old brain a little bit more in 2019. And she was definitely a good candidate for that. So she's now four-ish months in uh, on coaching, getting really good clients. Um, been really impressed yeah. with, with working with her. So I wanted to bring her on the podcast Get her some publicity to the the Myobrain crowd and really everybody else that follows us and kind of get you guys to know her a little bit better along with us to kind of provide you guys some some good uh, educational content. So, uh, McKay, anything else you want to sort of add to that introduction that I may have missed? Maybe kind of how you got into fitness, nutrition, sort of what your your background is like? Yeah. Um, first, thank you for having me on. This is my first actual podcast, so... Bear with me, uh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, but no, I think, um, you know, growing up, I was always pretty active. Um, I played soccer. I was a gymnast, track and field, um, kind of all that. And I think nutrition kind of started when, um, after I graduated high school. So all my friends left, um, you know, left the state, went to school. I stayed in town, um, just went to a school um, in town. So I just stayed at home and I kind of needed like an outlet and that basically turned into fitness and nutrition. Um, so I, you know, I did the bodybuilding scene. Um, I never, you know, really did physique competing or anything like that, but, um, I was, you know, a snapper, um, just a global gym goer. Um, but yeah, I think my, my nutrition journey definitely started there. Um, and it's funny cause I, I just recently moved and, um, I was going through some old notebooks of mine, probably what, six, five, six years ago. And I had like different macro splits written down and like BMR and TDE and like all that nutrition fun geeky stuff. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it took me this long to actually dive into it and, and go ahead first. And I, uh. I feel very honored to be on Myobrain staff, and um, it's been fun, and I can't can't wait for the future with with you guys. So, yeah, yeah, and it's definitely been. I've, I was a little bit apprehensive of bringing other people into Myobrain. It's obviously sure. sort of like my it's like your baby it is my little baby. <laughs> I have company. two babies now because I have a puppy, a large puppy, and baby. a business. So, um, yes. yeah, it definitely takes. You have to be comfortable with letting go some of the reins, but I've certainly done that, and I have not regretted it with our two coaches um, currently, and it, it just kind of makes me excited too. It also gives me another avenue of not just working with clients, but also working with coaches to work with other clients, uh -huh. so it kind of gives me uh -huh. um, a breakup of some of the monotony of 
if you're an online coach with a high volume of people, um, you just have like your 50 to 100 clients and that's all kind of you interact with. But now kind of coaching coaches gives me a um, different path of maybe one or two days of my week is focused on that. And it's been really fun for me as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, one of the things I want to discuss were the first questions for you. Mm -hmm. This is a common thing that I hear from my friends, maybe from even like clients or potential clients that want to join out with MyoBrain is that we're kind of like health and fitness people and that this is sort of easy for us because we're interested in doing it and have all of like this knowledge, but they get frustrated when they want to try these things because they feel like they don't know so much and they're going to make like dumb mistakes along the way, uh-huh. especially like with tracking macros. It seems a little bit extreme because you're like yeah. working with numbers and that stuff. But yeah. one thing I really try to share with people is that even the people you probably look up to in the fitness industry did some really dumb stuff when they first got into it, right? Gotcha. So <laughs> maybe to ease with with the listeners, you know, with you being a tr- nutrition coach now yourself and you said you were even – started getting into it in high school. Um, anything particular that stands out for you even during that time or even more recently that you did to just now have you more information seems totally dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a handful of things you could share, anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that kind of stands out to me is portions and serving sizes. Um, I think when someone just starts out on their nutrition journey, I think that area is, um, it's kind of sticky. It's kind of, kind of a gray area. Like, well, how much should I eat? Like how much of this, how much of that? And, you know, five, well, I guess five, six years ago, I just remember like, you know, making, grilling meat or baking it, whatever. And just, just this chunk, huge chunk of meat, you know, like, it's like, you don't know what four ounces of meat looks like, or, uh, you know, like, 24 grams of protein or you don't know any of that when you first start out. Um, so it's definitely trial and error. And, and I've been in that boat of, you know, eating just large amounts of food just because, you know, either a, they're healthy or yeah, I guess B you just don't know. So I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, portions and even like peanut butter, you know, just taking, a serving size of peanut butter, um, like weighing it out actually to inaccurate serving size, which is, you know, two tablespoons, whatever, but it's deceiving and you don't, you don't want it to be that small, but unfortunately, um, yeah, I guess just serving sizes and portions and, um, yeah. And I've, I mean, I've been tracking my macros for kind of on and off for the last three years. Um, but I still kind of, I think I can eyeball stuff and then I, you know, get kind of loosey goosey for like a week or two. And then I, I pull it back in and just kind of reevaluate and, you know, kind of check myself again and make sure I'm kind of staying the path. So, right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a common thing that I certainly go with my clients or people who, generally maybe not the weekends or some things like that, but generally eat healthy foods, but they're overweight by our standards or by their standards. Right. And it's just because they, yeah, they just simply don't know how many calories are in their good foods they're eating. Right. So they can Mm -hmm. have 
eggs and avocado and toast for breakfast and all of those things check their box as healthy things. But if they're simply yeah. eating too much in that meal or in that day, they're not going to get the physique changes that they want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have a little bit more of an embarrassing story and it's um, mm-hmm. from, from me in high school. So I got into nutrition probably when I was like 16 or 17 to gain weight for basketball. And a lot of the, the things that I was following is more of like a bodybuilding sure. type plan. So it was like mm-hmm. very high protein. You had to eat every three hours, um, you know, casein before bed, all of those sorts yeah. of things. Right. And I was with like, I was so rigorous with my meal timing. I think I, I forgot what year it was, but <laughs> it was over the summer and I was sitting there just like watching a, a high school baseball game with some of mm-hmm. my friends and I ate lunch at like noon and I had to eat every three hours. And I remember like being at the baseball game at three o'clock and getting up and leaving like in the seventh inning or whatever, like stop hanging out with my friend just so I could go home and have chicken and rice. Like I thought it was that detrimental. <laughs> like I need to eat. I'm yeah. Right I thought I was going to like really ruin my months of progress if I didn't have that every three hour meal. And luckily for me, that only lasted maybe six months to a year while I was in high school. And then I got more educated about my senior year, going into my freshman year of college, started to track my macros and sure. found some from good people. But I'll never really forget that. And I've also told you the story of like, if I was traveling and things like that, when I was mm-hmm. 17, 18, if I was in that three hour window, I would like stop at McDonald's and get a McChicken rather than just like <laughs> not eat. I thought it was better to have like yeah. a milkshake every yeah. three hours than it was to not have food. I mean- my I, I was definitely in the same boat. I remember actually going to a grad party one year. This was, oh gosh, years ago, but like we ate at the grad party and I like brought a snack like from the grad party. Like we were, I don't even know where we we're going. I think we were just grad party hopping. I'm like, well, you know, just in case if I get hungry or something, like I have a snack. I'm like, no, you're gonna like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna die. You don't have food you're every two hours. <laughs> and the second question I kind of wanted to jump into was, you know, we work with a lot of people who it's their first time tracking their macronutrients, uh-huh. or maybe they tried it for a couple of days, or maybe have read a blog or a YouTube video about it, but they really never got it a good good shot. So, what do you think are a handful of things um, you share with maybe your your clients who haven't tracked before, who hire you, or just someone that is randomly asking you a question on on getting interested in it, kind of what their first step is? Maybe uh, you can give just one or two of your staples that you tell people who are, are new to tracking macros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, macro tracking can be a very tedious job and it can be very kind of overwhelming to the um to someone that's just getting into it but i definitely you know just warn them it's not going to be perfect you know your first few days even first week or two um but just take it day by day and it's so easy to you know pre-track so like putting your dinner in putting your lunch your breakfast for you know tomorrow or in two days um and not freaking out if like you go out to dinner or, or have, I don't know, a, a conference or something, you know, with random food. Um, guesstimating is better than just not tracking, you know, just throwing in a towel. Well, I'm gonna go out to dinner and I don't, I don't know how to track that. You know, I'm, I'm just not gonna track all day. Um, 
but definitely just guesstimate if you're, you know, if you're going out to dinner is what I always um, tell clients of mine and, and look at the menu beforehand too. You know, you can always find um, a, a similar menu that you can kind of pick and choose. Um, like, oh, I'm getting a burger with bacon and, you know, cheese. Like you can definitely find something that will match that. And, right. and even pre-tracking again, like, if you are going to go out to dinner, you know, put that in my fitness pal and just plan your day around it. Um, and yeah, just taking it, you know, either if your brand's spanking new, just taking it one meal at a time. If tracking a whole day overwhelms you, just, just put in one meal just to get used to it. Um, and yeah, and you know, I think it's, I think it's kind of easy to have those macro targets to hit as well. Um, like, okay, I need, you know, a protein shake and eight ounces of chicken left of the day. Like, perfect. I can do that. And, um, yeah, just trial and error and take it day by day, pre-track. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are good things. And I think the, the pre-track we, we've discussed and I really encourage my, my coaches to tell their clients about that too, just because. I think it gives you know positive reinforcement for people their first few days or first few weeks with tracking mm-hmm. macros. If you're determined, you'll figure it out no matter what, right? But if I'd much rather have a client get within a couple of grams of their fat the first few days as opposed to be 40 grams over and then mm-hmm. learn, oh, I had too much bacon for breakfast or whatever. It's yeah. better to kind of learn that in preparation and then to kind of yeah. prevent that mistake, right? And mm-hmm. it always happens at some point as you like introduce oh, a new gosh, food. Yeah. You're always, I mean, even I do that sometimes where I'm like, mm-hmm. there's not that much fat in this. And I'm like, ooh, man. Right? Like, so yeah, it's, it's never going to not be there, right? But minimizing yeah. those mistakes with pre-tracking is good. Yeah. And with with eating out, even more so because the foods are just so dense in calories. So I don't yeah. care like how advanced someone is with tracking macros. I would always tell them to pre-track a meal out. Even I still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our educational material with MyoBrain is about teaching people um you know how much fat is and stuff at chick-fil-a and what to get there and and all of those things um fun fact mckay did not know chick-fil-a had breakfast (laughs) until a few days ago my mind was blown man i didn't i really didn't know about chick-fil-a until i moved to oklahoma and i was just like oh really yeah we well yeah minnesota i guess we have one in what well a half hour for me which isn't bad oh man i was mad it's more like it's more Chipotle and noodles, noodles around, okay. around here. Yeah. Do you have uh, noodles? You have to. We have like like noodles and company. Th- I don't know if we have noodles and company. What? Oh, I feel no. like it always comes like side by side with the Chipotle oh, when we, they put one in. Our Chipotle stuff is always by Starbucks and always okay. by Panera Breads. Is really oh, common like okay. thing to see. Um, Chick Fil A is kind of in that area too. Sometimes it's it's odd they're yeah. all there. Let's do a Panera one next time. Yeah, Panera, Ooh, I eating mean, out good. <laughs> I do. I'm like, I've ate a Panera twice in my life. I don't know if people really eat there, but I have a gift card from like two years ago. Yeah. I still haven't used. Uh, we did the Chick Fil A eating out guide, and if anyone is is listening to this or familiar with those, actually have to be a client. I haven't released them to everybody else yet. But essentially, mm-hmm. we have like a green list, which is stuff yeah. you can anyone can order a yellow list which is like eh, maybe and then a red list which is like you probably shouldn't be eating this routinely yeah. and chick-fil-a is so good 
most of the places we're doing reviews on have like one green list, one yellow, one red. Yes. And Chick-fil-A oh had two green lists, a yellow list, and a red list. Like there was just too many good options on there. Yeah. So I couldn't narrow it down to one like <laughs> column. So it's you definitely one of the Chick-fil-A. better places to, to eat out at. So yes. um, yeah, the other, the uh, third, fourth thing I wanted to mm-hmm. touch base on I'm really big upon this when it comes to like with athletes or with business people, whatever, but really trying to tease out um, what the most successful people have in common, right? So when you start to work with 10, 20, 30, 50 clients, you see behaviors that are leading to your clients being successful, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's like we mentioned, pre-tracking meals out or sleeping enough, whatever. And you also see behaviors that are kind of in line with when people do these things, um, they tend to not see progress, right? Yeah. Obviously, we work with a lot of people. Some of our clients are super successful. Some of them get pretty good results, and some of them spin their wheels for eight or 12 weeks. They really don't figure stuff out, right? Um, so maybe share with us a few things that you found, some maybe habits, behaviors that you see in your most successful clients, mm-hmm. and then maybe if there's anything as far as habits, behaviors, things you see with your least successful clients? Sure. Yeah, I think, you know, with my most successful clients, well, two things that kind of jump out at me is consistency and patience. Um, You know, a lot of people want to do this like 21 day fix and have the body of their dreams. And you know, that's like newsflash that actually it's not gonna it's not gonna work it's not gonna it's not gonna ever work so just stop doing 21 day stuff um but yeah just being consistent with with either macro counting or whatever it is that you're doing um and having the patience um i guess you know not asking so much out of yourself and not not holding obviously you want to you know set a goal and all that good stuff but try to think realistically you know i have patients or patients i have clients that (laughs) (laughs) i work in the dental field too i know i have clients that um i mean they want to lose like 30 pounds you know like in a month and i kind of have to you know bring it back like this is reality and First, if I if I was a coach, I would say, all right, let's you know, let's do it. Like I would be scared for, <laughs> right. I mean, myself and the client should be concerned. Like yeah. that's not sustainable and healthy. Um, but yeah, and you know, going all in as well. It's like, you know, not half-assing anything with nutrition and, and fitness in general. Um, you know, of course, you want to take the easy easy road out, but. I think hard work and patience and consistency is just, you know, is what is what it takes. So, yeah. Anything yeah. on the more common oh, behaviors more. you see that that mm-hmm. people that do these kind of things just maybe never never figure it out so much. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't want to say like my least successful clients, but um, people that kind of struggle is. Um, the complainers <laughs> that I have. Um, I mean, I know, you know, starting something new and getting kind of out of your comfort zone, I get that. Uh, but complaining about 
you know, either not having enough time to meal prep or complaining that you're, you know, you're hungry during the day in a deficit. And I, I get that to, to a certain extent. Of course, you're supposed to be hungry. You know, that's that's how it is when you're, you know, trying to lose weight. But um, I guess to a certain extent, it's it just becomes like, like stop complaining and just, just work, you know? Yeah. Um, but especially the people that say they don't have time to prep and plan, um, I guess that's, you know, you, I think you, I think everyone has time to, to cook meals and prepare for the week. Um, so I think, yeah, just, I don't want to say try harder. Right. No, that's a, <laughs> like I'm being mean, but that's a know. pretty good advice for a lot of people. And maybe a better way of wording it too is maybe not even clients that we have that haven't been successful, but maybe just like people in general that you see yeah. are afraid to take that step that yeah. may say they want to lose that 20 pounds or get in shape for a competition, but just never kind of get around to doing it. That maybe would also be a good um, yes. analogy for that yeah, things that I hear. That's certainly for me, yeah. those yeah. types of things. And it's almost like, okay, well, you have to do something that you're not doing right now, right. you know? And especially if you hire a coach, it's like you hired someone because what you're doing right now is not working clearly. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess trusting your coach too, that's huge, you know, like not doubting and not, not saying, but you know, I read this right. or how would I, how would I try this? And, um, going all in and, and trusting your coach and trusting the process as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, a little more seasoned than the other coaches I have yes. on board, so yeah. I'm probably a little more jaded towards people that don't want to follow directions <laughs> after already six years of doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get that a lot, not really from a ton of my clients, mm -hmm. um, but more so just kind of maybe people who are inquiring about my brain, maybe like people who are somewhat close to me around the gym or ask about it or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, the time thing is always that's always been like a pet peeve of mine. Always, or like, yeah, people in college would say stuff like that, and I'm like, like, how do you have the time? Ninety-five percent of people I know, I know watch Game of Thrones, right? That's an hour <laughs> out of their weekend every single Sunday. Like, it yeah. takes it literally takes me about one to two hours to cook a week's worth of meals, right? Yeah. So like, again, not to be mean anybody, but like, if you go mm -hmm. out for three hours on Friday night and you go to brunch on Saturday and you take a nap on Sunday and you watch Game of Thrones <laughs> on Sunday, like you have the time. And then you say you don't have time. Right, like proud. it's not yeah. a priority for you and it's okay to say that. I'm not, yeah. like it's a, like some things in my life aren't a priority, right? It's not, I don't know why people are afraid of saying that I don't want to make, yeah. you know, nutrition a priority right now. Sure. And if, you know, that just kind of reminds me of like the, I forget exactly what it is, but it's like, you know, the five stages of change or whatever. I'm sure a lot of different um, undergrad programs learn this, but especially like for like exercise, science, nutrition, we learn this idea of like people are like in pre-contemplation, contemplation, like action, all <laughs> of these stages, right? And um, the truth is some people come to you, they hire you and they're really in that like state of ready to change. They're yep. listening to what you're saying. They're admitting they don't have the answers. They're going to follow it 90% to the T. If I ask them to check in on a Sunday, they're checking in on a Sunday. If they do something wrong and I tell them to do this, you know, like if it's an uh -huh. education-based thing, they fix it. 
and they generally get really good results, right? Yeah. And yeah. other people come to you and they think they're ready for that change, but then they don't have results in the first two weeks. And you say, okay, well, let's meal prep this week. Let's get more than five hours of sleep and let's dial back the alcohol. And they don't do but those don't things. Wanna. Yeah, it's just, and it, I could tell that client, like, hey, if you're just not ready to make a change, that's totally yeah. fine. But there's nothing. I can tell you that's going that to will, help you until yeah. you make, until you want to make those changes, right? Mm -hmm. If you still want to sleep five hours a night and not meal prep and eat out yeah. every single day, you're most likely not going to be successful. You have to change yeah. that big behavior, right? Yeah, so. and it, it's so frustrating because you want to help every person that comes right. to you or even, you know, people that don't come to you but are still, you know, curious or question stuff and, it's like you can only tell them so much to help them. Yeah. Like you can't lose weight for them. You can right. tell them everything. It's just if they will do it or not. Yeah. And that's when um, just the, the one of the people I'm mentoring right now, your friend Jesse, we had a discussion oh, about sure. that uh, a few weeks ago of um, he kind of asked me like bluntly, like what do you do when like a client just like won't follow your mm -hmm. recommendations? I'm like, man, there's nothing you can do. Like you have to, you know, help them decide if it's important enough and if it's you know maybe it's it's somewhat important enough maybe trying to talk them through like strategies on like how you can get more sleep you know yeah. like how maybe you can sit down on sundays and organize your weeks better so that you don't waste two hours on a tuesday doing dumb shit right yeah. like so you can really talk <laughs> them through actual strategies behind that yeah um and some people do just need like a reorganization kicking the ass. well that too or just i think like literally a reorganization of their time where it's like i do this a lot with with my time just being self self-employed i can waste a lot of time doing dumb yeah. stuff if i just like go into another if i wake up in the morning and like i put my phone so i have to get up out of my bed to go turn the alarm off and I have it on either do not disturb or like airplane mode. So even if yeah. someone texted me in the middle of the night, I don't see it. No. And if I start my day, I can get so much done in like oh one gosh. or two hours. Yeah. Versus if I like have my phone next to me in my bed, there have been days like where I will get up, someone like sent me a text message, or they may tag me on someone on Instagram. I'm in my bed for like 30 minutes, I haven't done anything, <laughs> right? And the only change I made was putting my phone across the room. Yes. And that totally yeah. changed the outcome of my morning, right? Yes. So or I, even, yeah, at night, like one text turns into a whole thread. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like, I was supposed to be asleep an hour ago and right. I'm not. So, and one yeah. text and you only got this hour, this many hours of sleep and you go train yeah. in the morning, your training didn't go very well, so then you have to redo your snatches the next day. Yeah, people really don't <laughs> think about stuff like that. And I think we don't really, have like a program to help people with that stuff. It's initially yeah. it's a little it's a little bit more staying in our lay with nutrition. Mm -hmm. But if then people aren't able to do that as a coach trying to find someone's solutions, you have to yeah. go there. Like you yeah. have to say like what is preventing if someone signs up with six months for me and it's been a month, they haven't made any results, I can't just give up for five more months. I have mm -hmm. to kind of tell them or get them what externally is preventing you from doing the things that you 
reportedly say you wanted to do with me, you know? Right. So that's right. certainly a part of uh, coaching with people as well. So yes. um, <clears throat> moving on there. So one of the things you've been contributing for with, with MyoBrain is the hashtag MyoBrain Recipes. Uh, we've been posting those every Sunday on the Instagram page for maybe six to eight weeks now. They've mm -hmm. gotten some really good feedback. I asked McKay to do this because I'm notoriously bad at posting recipes <laughs> and clients and people are always asking for like new stuff because I just like to have steak and sweet potatoes most, most yeah. days. Um, so with that being said, if you haven't followed hashtag MyoBrainRecipes, go do that. You can see all of our stuff if you just search it on the top of Instagram all together. And um, regarding that, what are some of your favorite places to find recipes online or maybe even cookbooks you've used? Uh -huh. Any um, resources to share with people? Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I see like on Instagram and stuff is like super confusing and like nitpicky recipes that are so annoying to me. Like I, I don't have the time for that, but, um, so I guess, oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess my, my kind of reasoning on, on some of the recipes is just simplicity. Um, and I, I try to think of people that are counting their macros, um, and kind of macro friendly, uh, recipes as well. Um, but yeah, I guess if I see something that I like on Instagram, like I'll either like just do a, a little spinoff um, or yeah, just something like that. But, you know, it's so easy just to just to grill or, you know, cook up just a ton of protein, like a ton of meat, you know, chicken, steak, whatever, burgers, um, and then just kind of interchange that, you know chicken and sweet potato or like a burger and you know fries or or sweet potato fries um like rice and turkey you know um but yeah just simplicity i guess and um and you don't want to be sitting in the kitchen for like four hours trying to yes. make make a fancy smoothie bowl with little cocoa nibs and it takes you eight <laughs> shredded coconut and... takes you eight minutes to eat it yeah. And another, and another <laughs> two hours to clean. Yeah. Yeah. Two so, hour prep, just, two hour clean, eight minute consumption is not uh, a good investment of my time. And probably like 600 calories. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I, I agree with, with the simplicity of recipes yes. and a few things that I kind of share with people on recipe stuff that I've kind of just found. Number one is that I have like a pal of a 12 year old so i love things like <laughs> burgers and pizza and yeah. tacos and things like that yeah people would be shocked at how not difficult it is to make a healthy burger mm -hmm. or healthy oh, yeah. tacos yeah. it's really not that hard like yes. you get a leaner beef than what they give you at a restaurant you can get like Trader Joe's has like light cheese that's like half the amount mm -hmm. of cheese as regular ones. Maybe it just has some mozzarella in it, so it's a little bit yeah. less or whatever. Um, you can put your own black beans in there, so there's like no fat. Yeah. You can get corn tortillas that are like 10 grams of carbs. And like, yeah. I'm not joking, people. Tacos are a health food if you make them yourself. Seriously. Like, they I are. can make tacos that have like eight grams of fat, 20 carb, 30 grams of protein. Yeah. And like 10 grams of fiber. Yeah. And same thing with like and a it's burger. Super, it's super fun too to make it at home. Like you're not paying 
double, triple the price that you would right. going out. And you could, yeah, just make a night out of it. Yeah, I, I'm a... Uh... I've always been shocked with people that do that. Like, oh yeah, I need healthy, but I I don't want to eat broccoli all day. I'm like, dude, I eat burgers. And <laughs> I I eat tacos probably five times a week, and I'm not joking. <laughs> like, so it, it's it's funny. making food yourself at home yes. is is one of the single best yes. things you can do just to like limit your calories. Yeah, and you can make pretty fun stuff. Like you could even make. Like pancakes or you know, like Kodiak yeah. cakes are pretty high in fiber yeah. and things like that. So and there's so many like like do-it-yourself pancakes. Like what is it? Two eggs, a banana, and yeah. I don't know if you're weird about pre-made pancake mixes. Right. <laughs> you um, know, if you want to even... do like a whole food pancake, whatever. Like pumpkin is a great thing too yes. for like volume. Yeah. Um, it's a really good like substitution for that. So yeah, I'm yeah. really a big fan on. Um, I like simple things, right? I don't yeah. want to make these really complex like, things, yeah, but people would be shocked food. at how simple it is to make a healthy burger, healthy tacos. Mm -hmm. You know, most yeah. of your favorite, you probably, you really can't have like healthy mozzarella sticks or like healthy chicken yeah. fried steak or whatever. But 90% yeah. of like foods that people enjoy could be probably fit into their diet if they just mm -hmm. altered them a little bit and made them at home. Mm -hmm. The other thing is just how like really simple changes make a big difference like for me if i do beef and rice and a, a vegetable like a medley like a frozen vegetable vegetable sure. medley there um say the first week and then the second week i'll do like beef and rice and then just do like diced up pepper i'll, I'll buy yeah. like a yellow pepper red pepper green pepper yeah. like, should i really like dice it finely just put that in a bag and then it will just make that with my meat and that becomes like my vegetable. So like yeah. my meat and my starch like stays the same, but just putting like bell peppers in there as opposed mm -hmm. to sugar snap peas, Switch it like it feels like a different meal or like yeah. a different sauce that I, you know, maybe like or, a teriyaki yeah. sauce versus a barbecue Salsa. sauce. Yeah. Tomato like it doesn't have to be, yeah. um, like what you mentioned, most of my meals end up being a protein source, a starch source, yeah. and a vegetable source of some sense. Yeah. Sometimes it's actually two starches, um, <laughs> but yeah. it can have and a good amount of variety with, with minor sure. changes. And even like with protein, like I'm so sick of chicken. It's You can do so much with it. Like right. bake a ton of chicken, shred it up, put Frank's hot sauce, bomb. Yeah. Super good. Yeah, and there's, or you know that salsa verde, awesome shredded chicken. You know you can do so much with it. You just gotta get creative. Right. Gotta step out of the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think the thing I want to explain to people is it's not um, stepping out of the box is not difficult. It mm -hmm. is. You probably it's think. Scary though for yeah, people. <laughs> you think it's like a ten steps away to get to your sonic burger to a healthy burger but it's really mm -hmm. like two steps away yeah people knew it's just about changing your meat source and then getting a corn tortilla not a flour tortilla they'd be like oh man like yeah i make tacos by myself so yeah cool yep. speaking of tacos um last question <laughs> on here so this is kind of a fun question i'm not sure if it really triggers with with people so well but let me try to explain it mm -hmm. um so i wanted to ask a question of if you had to put your personality type into an entire meal, like a several course meal. Oh, several of, courses, okay. Yes, <laughs> what what would that meal look like, right? And then do your best of kind of describing why that would be kind of the concoction of foods and, and things yeah. you, you chose. Okay, okay. Um, well, 
I don't really have a several course meal, but I just have one <laughs> one little dish. <laughs> um, but I would say probably a warm bowl of oats with a chocolate protein powder, banana, and peanut butter or almond butter. But that's to me that's like my comfort food right there, just in a bowl, like all day. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think. I mean, I'm going to tie it into nutrition coaching, but I think when you hire a nutrition coach, I mean, a random person that is going to dictate like what you eat for the next several months, um, I think you have to have a lot of trust and be comfortable with that person. And, and I think I classify myself as being a people's person and I'm making people feel comfortable in any situation that they're in. Um, and I work in a dental office as well. And like 90% of the people don't want to be there. So I have to kind of be that like comfort for them almost. <laughs> um, and yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I guess the warm bowl of oats is me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do like a, a funny little graphic of all of our coaches and then like, like what it's just, are you? It's, it's their face and then like their body is like their image, their meal they showed me. Like, like, like what's, what's your spirit food? Yes. Like that's, I mean, that should be a better question. What is your spirit? A yes. <laughs> and you're just like, what is that? It looks gross. There's nothing. I mean, I, I ate what I called like pro oats a ton, like in oh. college and stuff. Cause it's so like oatmeal, peanut just... butter, chocolate, protein, and milk is like the cheapest thing you could ever oh make. Oh my God, but it's so good. No, but I mean like that's oh. like a dollar fifty. So oh, I mean, it was seriously? a great meal for me in college. Um, yeah. And I would like eat so, it in like, class. So like, why can you get your protein in? Like, boom, right there. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all the macros. It's high in fiber, super healthy. But I would, I would eat it in class. People would be like, what is it? It's like, it's, just it's, like it's dark and it's like, yeah, like uh -huh. it kind of a different consistency than regular oatmeal and yes. people aren't expecting so think oatmeal of, to think be. Think of my, my oatmeal as light and, and fluffy and... Yes. comfortable and warm <laughs> I, had, I had good oatmeal this morning from whole foods nice um my meal would be this is funny i kind of had this meal a little bit yesterday well no i said cheesecake yesterday and it was oh. delicious yeah. i'm not a cheesecake person but i loved it um anyways my sort of meal for me would be a i had obviously more time to prepare for this but a small caesar salad mm -hmm. for the appetizer salad um, yeah. chicken thighs, rice, and an Asian style sauce. I know okay. it's pretty basic, but there it is. And then brownies made from as much scratch as you could make yeah. them from, right? Yeah. And my idea of that, the Caesar salad, chicken rice, brownies, is that I'm a pretty simple guy. All those things are pretty easy to make. I could make all of them, I think. And I really like consistency and routine. Mm -hmm. And all of those foods are kind of hard to mess up. So... A Caesar salad usually tastes like a Caesar yeah. salad sort of a thing. And if it doesn't, I would be scared. That's true. And <laughs> lastly, I kind of just need a little bit of spice in my life every once in a while. I like about 95% routine and 5% you know, <laughs> randomness. So the idea of kind of a little Asian style sauce with my there very boring chicken and rice would be uh, perfect. So that's kind of my personality wrapped up into an entire meal. Again, like this wouldn't it. be like if I could have one meal, what I would, what I would have to have, right? But if oh. if my reel had to represent, what would you me, have? What, one meal. I don't know. On your deathbed, what would you have? I have not thought about that. On the spot. <laughs> it probably would just be like the most expensive steak that I could find in the oh, area. Oh yeah. Like, 
Yeah, like it's really hard for me to beat like a steak and a sweet potato. Yeah. I don't really eat that that um, often because like I feel like all the steak places around here are either like not good at all or like uh -huh. 40 bucks. There's not really yeah. like a good like if in you, between, but Yeah, if you ever go to Chicago, there's a really good um steak place called Harry Carries. Harry Carries. I feel like Harry I've heard Carries. But I think it's called yeah. Harry Carey, Harry Casey, something like that. Yeah. But we dropped like two hundred dollars on yeah. two people, and it was so good. That's what I'm afraid of. I know. I just recently I got into know. sushi. By got into sushi, oh. I mean I've eaten it twice. Recently, and, what? Well, I've like, had it, but I've never really been that big you of a are, fan. Okay, yeah. And, very, yeah, I told you, you I'm simple. Very consistent. <laughs> yes, I'm simple <laughs> and I like routine, which means that I eat chipotle and eggs and bacon and those things. Um, <laughs> but. I've had I had like this. Did you like it? Yeah, I had like this really basic salmon from Trader Joe's. Okay. So like I'll just try. I, I really got it like as a, if I like it, I'll tell my clients about it, sort of a thing. Oh, sure, I, I, sure. I try a lot of foods for that reason. If I yeah. didn't, I would probably. If I didn't do this, I would have a really basic. Yeah. Nutrition um, intake, but God is <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty good. And then. Um, there's a sushi place like within walking distance of oh, my house nice. and it's probably it has like really good reviews on Yelp. So I got one of the rolls there and it's kind of like a little bit uh, fancier version of the thing that I got at Trader Joe's. I forgot okay. still like it. I really liked it. Um, my girlfriend Yay. got something way fancier than me yeah. and I had one of hers and hers is even better than mine. So I was like, oh boy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Game changer. Um, so yeah, I may turn You're into a... You're going to be a sushi fanatic, not uh, Chick-fil-A now. Oh, that, that's not, that's not, oh, uh, that's not ever going to happen. Okay. Right. Also, last thing in this podcast, but I have to say it. If anyone's local Oklahoma City, the um, there's a Chick-fil-A, again, probably five minutes from where I live. I live in a good spot. Okay, close to Whole Foods, <laughs> Trader Joe's, the gym, sushi, sushi, sushi yeah. Chick-fil-A, good spot. Um it's really close. That's why I go there a lot. Uh -huh. And I went there maybe two or three weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Anyways, they just like had these fences around it. I was like super hungry, so ready for these nuggets. And it's like closed, <laughs> not closed for the night. Like it's shut down. Oh no. And I was like, what is happening? And I posted about it on Instagram. One of my friends commented on it and said like, oh, it's not closed. It's just like shut down for remodeling. But it's been oh. like, it may have been like one or two months ago and it's still gone. So, what? and the so other ones are like too that. far away for me to make oh. a little haul out there. So Dang it's been it. a sad time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally like, I think Saturday I was like, for some reason, oh, the gym was open a little bit later. Yeah. So I usually train early Saturday morning because the only time it's open, yeah. they're going to have it open till like two. So I was like, oh, cool. Give me some Chick-fil-A breakfast. I remembered oh. it's not there. Dang there. it. So, That's so disappointing. It is. But um, I'll get my chicken minis soon enough. So. Chicken minis. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is it, McKay. I really appreciate you coming on here. Uh, hopefully yeah, everybody liked, liked the content. Uh, this is episode three, by the way. Have a few more episodes with people lined up and then maybe some solo things. Me just kind of talking about some ideas and philosophies I think would be cool. Um, McKay, where can people find you? Your MyoBrain email, social media, yes, all that stuff. Uh, my Instagram is mckzern, uh, I think, Z-U-R-N. Let me double check. You think that's yeah. your name? I'm like, let me, let me, is that my last name? I don't know. No, MCK, 
Z-U-R-N, um, Instagram, and then my email, shoot me an email, is mckay.myobrain at gmail.com. Bam. That Thank is it. So, yeah, guys, um, if you're listening to this on – I feel like a real podcaster because all the podcast people say this Yay. stuff. If you're listening to this <laughs> on Spotify, iTunes, uh, you always can give us a rating and a comment Ooh. if you have any things like that. Again, content um, you'd like to see, things you like, dislike, just let us know. And um, I'll try to bring it to you guys. So thank you guys for listening to episode three of the My Brain Podcast. And thank you, McKay. Mm -hmm. McKay. Sounds so weird now. A plus. It was MK for everyone that's wondering. It was MK. MK. I kind of like MK. I kind of like And that's a wrap for episode three. So if you guys made it to the full episode, thank you very much. McKay gave you her contact information at the end of the episode. And for myself, you can contact me at myobraincoaching at gmail.com. Also, stay up to date with everything we're doing. Uh, good information is always at, at myobrain on Instagram. If you're interested in learning more about our consulting options, you always can visit myobrain.com backslash consulting. So that is it, guys. Thank you.